Hello again, everyone. You're listening to a new episode of the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Now, this is episode number 97, recorded on Thursday, May 18th, 2023, from Citizen Square in beautiful downtown Fort Wayne. On today's show, I'm thrilled to welcome one of our city's most trusted and strongest leaders, and that's Fort Wayne Fire Chief Eric Leahy. Chief Leahy has been with the fire department since 1996, and he served in several different roles as Deputy Fire Chief, District Chief of Special Operations, and Chief of Training and Development, and a Captain of Training. As a, as a native of Fort Wayne, he is a graduate of Concordia High School and is also an Army veteran. Chief Leahy was appointed to the city's Fire Chief role in 2015. Chief, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me here today, Mayor. Well, Chief, obviously you and I talk frequently about the needs and, and the wants and the desires of our fire department. There's no question in every survey that we take, every poll that we take, public safety always comes out on top. People want to feel safe in our city, whether it's through our police department or through our fire department. Uh, and because of that, we constantly try to stay on top of the personnel needs of our fire department. Now, I do know that uh, the 94th recruit class graduated in 2022, and the 95th recruit class uh, will begin training here uh, this month, as a matter right. of fact. Uh, now, if I were a young person, uh, or an older person, I guess, there's, I know there's an age limit, but if I were a young person looking uh, for a career in firefighting, what kind of qualifications are you looking for? I think in the b most basic sense, we're looking for individuals who are service-oriented, physically fit, and have the ability to critically think. So, you know, for instance, on the fire ground, you have to make quick and timely decisions based on the conditions that you see in front of you. Mm -hmm. um, and those decisions are going to uh, decide whether or not you save a life or you don't. And so uh, that critical thinking is an important part. Physical, physical fitness is a huge part of our job. Um, and then that ability to risk your life to save another life, that's where the service orientation comes in. Mm -hmm. You know, we want people who are service oriented. Um, and as you know, we go through a very rigorous hiring process. It takes several months to get through. Now, so, so it's more than just send an application in. Correct. You have to do uh, an interview with you or a well, committee? Well, no, or? with a committee. So we have a, we have a written test that's mm -hmm. monitored or administered by a certified testing company. We have an oral interview that's conducted in front of a panel of our firefighters uh, that are hand-selected to and trained to do that oral interview. Um, then recruits are graded on those scores that they achieve in both those tests. Uh, once we determine the top ranking individuals, we give them a conditional offer of employment. And well, after they have the, to go through physical too, though. Yeah, that's what comes next. After the, after the oh, offer of employment. Oh, oh yeah. okay. So then we give them a, a physical, we give them a mental examination. They're also given a fear of heights test and a claustrophobia test. If they pass all those, then we place them in the next academy class. And then they have another 22 weeks of training that they have to meet <laughs> before they can become a Fort Wayne firefighter. And they have to get along well with others because you live together. You know, they take it seriously. I, I mean, they they're, they're living there and they want to make sure that they eat well. So Now, how many... So, first of all, how many fire stations or firehouses do you have? 
18 fire stations. 18 fire stations. And how many firefighters are at a station on a shift? So we have five engine houses that are two rig engine houses. So they have an engine and a ladder truck. Mm -hmm. And then all the rest of our engine houses are single rig engine houses. So that any one of our stations can have anywhere from four to nine people at each station. Uh, yeah, but four are required on a truck, right? At all times. We start the day off with four people on every apparatus. Now, something that you incorporated several years ago, which I, I found to be a, a tremendous uh, advantage for our city, is many of our firefighters are now cross-trained Correct. as paramedics. Advanced EMTs and paramedics, right. correct. The, uh, how long is that? Now that? That takes place after they become a firefighter. Yeah. It's, so once a recruit graduates the academy, they become a probationary firefighter. They are a probationary firefighter for one year. Mm -hmm. If they successfully complete that probationary year, then we call them back out to the academy for an additional, it's, it takes several months of advanced EMT training. So really... They, they could actually pursue two different careers, if every one of two different careers, if they wanted to. You know, a lot of our firefighters or several of our firefighters have gone on to um, transfer that paramedic or advanced EMT certification into some other healthcare-related field, whether it be uh, nursing or some sort of, you know, respiratory technician or things like that. Well, you've even, you even have current firefighters that work part-time for Three Rivers Ambulance. Oh, right? absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's tremendous. We have, uh, I think, just over 100 of our firefighters are certified to the advanced EMT or paramedic level. So if I were a young person again, well, first of all, what's the cutoff age? The cutoff age is you have to graduate the academy uh -huh. at the age of 35. Oh, okay. So the very next day you can turn 36, <laughs> but you have to be 35 right. when you're given that permanent appointment to the Fort Wayne Fire Department. Actually, that's gone up a few years over the years. I, I think it used to be like 32 or something years that ago. That would be before my time. Yeah, but it was, it was, well, it's, recent change in legislation. It was before my time, too. I, yeah. That's, that's yeah. what my father told me. <laughs> I, a uh, recent change in legislation allowed military veterans, uh, they extended that age limit out to 40 years oh of my, age oh for prior military personnel who oh left with an honorable discharge. Wow. Yeah. I just I still miss the cut. Uh, anyway, just by a few years. Just by a few years. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm a young person interested in becoming a firefighter. Uh, do I go to a website? You know, we, we have a website. We have the uh, Fort Wayne Fire Department dot org. Uh, if you go to that website and then click on career opportunities, there's a tab there that's labeled Get Recruited, and that's an alternate website for us that's specifically to recruiting firefighters. And if you want to go directly to that website, it is just uh, getrecruited, one word, dot com, getrecruited.com. Uh, that has not only all the information someone might want or need in order to understand the hiring process, but it also contains a lot of information about what's happening in Fort Wayne and all the work that you and your administration have done over the last few years to create this vibrant downtown and create that momentum that's happening in Fort Wayne that I saw just upped our population yes. and our ranking in, yes. uh, uh, of cities in the country mm -hmm. 
to 83rd largest. We used to be 86, and then we were 84, and now we're 83. Yeah, yeah I think that's 83rd largest biggest city in all the country. This downtown development. That you well, it's we've uh, it, we have gained uh, well over a thousand people in, yeah. in, in Fort Wayne. So uh, that says a lot, I think, for our citizen base in general. I think I think everybody's been been trying hard. Uh, you you mentioned earlier that we have uh, 18 fire stations. Uh, recently, uh, a decision was made, actually it was your request, to move one of our stations to a more uh, logistical uh, area as far as being able to cover uh, uh, as much space as possible. Uh, that was Station 14. Correct. Now, station 14 used to be where? Right across from Snyder High School okay. on Reed Road. Well, it's still there, but it's, it's still it, there. you're going to yeah, move, right. right. And so we're going to move it down the street a little bit to the corner of State and Reed, okay. which gives us access to those east-west and north-south uh, corridors that make it a lot easier to respond in our territory. It removes us from that school district where there's like three, four schools right there, mm-hmm. kids walking to and from school and right. from the fire station. Um, it, it's always uh, during um, uh, when school is yeah. – letting in or letting out it's always uh, a scary proposition for firefighters who are responding and trying to make a quick exit out on the station not just because kids are walking to and from school but because of the amount of traffic of parents dropping kids off Um, so moving it down the street a little bit will get us out of that school district it'll give us quicker access to uh, some of the areas within station 14's territory as you know we have a contract with the unincorporated area St. Joe Township to provide their fire protection service it gets us a little bit quicker into that territory as well so nothing but advantages and one of the big reasons why I asked you if we could move that station was because of crumbling or deteriorating infrastructure within that station that building's old um, uh, and we've had a lot of issues with that station so being able to provide our firefighters like I said, who live in that station one-third of their lives. Um, a new station that has a little bit more space, easier access to get within the areas of their territory, um, some nicer amenities. Now, is that a single or a double? It's uh, the, the bays. It's going to have two, two bays. full bays, drive-through bays, and one half bay. Okay. But that's a good-sized station there. Good-sized station, yeah. yeah. And, it, I mean, huge advantage for our firefighters. Speaking of stations, uh as we mentioned a few minutes ago, our city has grown over the past several years. Uh, and as ever since I've been mayor, we've, we've added on several new fire stations. Uh, but I think you're looking at another one. Yeah, so we purchased property off of Lower Huntington Road. So and we Wayne want to move. Do. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, just right between, I believe it's St. Therese Catholic Church correct. and School. That is correct. And the old radio station. Old, right there. Yeah, yeah, the old WGL station. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think so. And that property is where the tower sat for the radio station. We purchased Correct. that property. And what we ultimately want to do is move Station 5 a little bit further south, um, closer towards the airport. And also, once again, that station has some deteriorating infrastructure. It's as old as Station 14, maybe a little bit older. Um, and it's a small station. And so this gives us the ability, once again, to... Uh, make the station a little bit bigger, a little bit more comfortable for our firefighters, open it up from two bays to two and a half bays. We'll probably follow 
a similar floor plan as we did for Station 14. Well, one of the things I know you're very proud of, and I'm, I'm proud of your, your staff too, and that is the response time for a fire. Uh, you know, we have a big city, 267,000 people, and we, we cover a pretty good geographic area. And even with 18 stations, um, that's a lot of area to cover. But yet, uh, and I've seen the stats, but I want you to share them with our listeners. Uh, if 911 is called or you get communication that there is a fire uh, or that uh, similar type of incident, what's your normal response time? So once that alarm goes off in the station and our firefighters get on the rig and they hit that button on their status screen mm -hmm. that signifies that they're en route, to when they arrive on the scene of the emergency is about three and a half minutes on average. Three and a half minutes. Over, you know, somewhere around 27,000 emergency calls a year. Un unbelievable. It's just uh, to be able to, to leave a firehouse or a fire station and even have to go, or even going to the extreme geographic area of that particular district, to be able to do that in three and a half minutes is just unbelievable. Uh, one, one thing that I always think is unique is that uh, it's not uncommon for people to ask me, how do we compare to other cities? Mm -hmm. And the one thing that you find throughout the country is that no two cities are alike. Yeah, that's true. Some have the same population, but have different square miles that they have no, to cover. Uh, some have the same square miles that they have to cover, but their populations are, are uh, very, very different. Mm -hmm. To have, you know, 250,000 residents over spread out over 110 square miles mm -hmm. very very unique yeah. not very many cities have that that and, is true or even close to that that is true and so it's a it's a i applaud our uh, firefighters for their focus and uh, their professionalism to making sure that uh, every time they leave that station they know exactly where they're going mm -hmm. they know the quickest route to get there and how to perform professionally when they get there well, speaking of, of communication, uh, a lot of our listeners I don't think realize, and I didn't realize when I when first began working with you, the technology that's necessary to be able to perform your duties, not only in equipment, and we could probably spend all afternoon talking about the various pieces of equipment uh, that you have and, and how they're utilized, but uh, the ability to be able to transmit the needs uh, of, of the population once they call 911 of the radio dispatch and all of that uh, some of our radios uh, uh, have have seen a better better times uh, where are we at with all of, of the communication well, that's a great question and uh, I'll just give a little history so as you know mayor we're, we're classified by the insurance services organization as a class 2 city it's the second highest classification you can achieve for a city. Class one is the highest, and less than 10% of the cities across the country are able to achieve a class one rating. Um, the fact that we're a class two city is a huge achievement. It's about 10% of the departments across the country get that rating. One of the factors that goes into that rating is our ability to effectively communicate, and a lot of it is related to the communications infrastructure that we have. I uh, tip my hat to all the members of the on the staff at the Fort Wayne Allen County radio shop 
Uh, Mike Riker and his team out there do a phenomenal job making sure that all of our public safety entities have the ability to effectively communicate each and every day. Now, a couple of years ago, we received notification from Motorola that the batteries that we put in our radios were no longer going to be intrinsically safe or certified as intrinsically safe. As you know, explosive atmospheres are an inherent danger in our job, and we need to make sure that when we go into an, an explosive atmosphere that we don't take any non-intrinsically safe equipment in with us. Our radios being the primary source of a spark, we need to make sure that they don't create sparks. Right. So that was a huge issue for us to suddenly find out overnight that our batteries were no longer going to be certified as intrinsically safe. So we got to work right away. Uh, my team, along with our grant writer, Sean Ford, put together a grant request under uh, the AFG, and we were awarded a grant for over a million dollars or just under a million dollars for new radios. I'm happy to say that uh, right this week, as, as we're talking right now, Mike Reckett and his team are putting together the training for these brand new radios that we're going to be deploying here hopefully by the end of this month. Are those Motorola too? Those are Motorola radios. Yeah, you know, Motorola is probably the biggest okay. manufacturer of radios and radio equipment for public safety entities across the country. They've, they've always been proven to be reliable. Um, it was not their fault that the batteries were decertified. Sure. It was a third-party contractor of theirs that did that, or through, yeah, through the third-party contractor. Right. Um, but, you know, we're... We've had enough of our old batteries in order to uh, make it through until these new radios go in service. And like I said, they're going in service here at the end of this month. It's a huge win for our city to be able to pay for those off of a grant, not put the burden of that cost onto the taxpayer. And you've received a number of grants over the years. I don't know who applies for your grants, but whoever it is, uh, let's, let's make sure we keep them. Sean, Sean Ford, <laughs> she's over there doing all the work. Yeah. We, uh, we just recognized her efforts not that long ago. Um, we gave her five separate plaques, yeah. uh, one for each individual grant that she's gotten yeah, us she's, since she's, she's been good. in that job. She's good. Well, Chief, that, with that being said, that's probably pretty much all the time we have for today. I want to thank you uh, so much for coming on today's show, and I'm, I'm proud of your leadership, and I want to thank you uh, for serving our city in the, in the way that you do. Uh, I see this uh, often, but we are fortunate that Fort Wayne has one of the best fire departments in the entire country. And I do have a chance to go out and visit other communities, and there's, there's no one like ours, that's, that's for sure. I want to thank you, too, listeners, for tuning in today. It's another great day in the city of Fort Wayne, so let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you again soon.